Welcome to Lacrosse and Sport, the show for the fastest game on two feet. Brought to you by Vieira Lacrosse and Sport, Central Florida's premier center for the finest lacrosse equipment, apparel, and training. Now, here are your hosts, Roger Welton and Steve Jordan. Welcome back, Lax Lovers, to Lacrosse and Sport. I am one of your hosts, Roger Welton. I'd like to introduce my co-host, Steve Jordan, coming to us from California. How are things in sunny California, buddy? It's not too sunny right now. It's actually June gloom. It's uh, something that we experience here. It's one of our lulls in the beautiful weather that we have here. So every morning when you wake up in June, it's typically gloomy, overcast. But by noon, it blows off and burns off, and it's beautiful sunny days. It always is here. So right now we're just experiencing this, and so if you get through the early mornings and keep your spirits high, the day gets even better. So are you getting any rain finally? Unfortunately, no, no. I think uh, the rainy season is typically over. Um, If we do get some rain, it definitely comes in spurts and is very sparse. So we're hoping for some because there was a wildfire not too far from where I live uh, this past weekend uh, in Tarzana. And I know a lot of people's homes were in jeopardy, including the Kardashians, which was like the highlight of the news uh, last weekend. Of course it was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're in the Kardashian world. You know, it's... uh, surprising one of them isn't running for president well (laughs) luckily we're not interviewing a kardashian today we have a much more interesting uh, person on our program today we have the great marcus holman uh, starting attackman for the ohio machine has had an incredibly brilliant playing career i had the opportunity to watch marcus live playing against our home team here the florida launch had a great game Uh, had the opportunity to briefly uh, meet marcus marcus welcome to the program Hey guys, how we doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, again, try to keep it keep it more interesting than than the Kardashian reality <laughs> TV show. Here, so. uh, you are far more interesting, of course, especially <laughs> us because we're we're obsessed with lacrosse. Love it, love it. Good stuff. So I got some stats here for you, um, and I want you to verify because it's pretty impressive. I got here that uh, you were twenty. So you played for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Let's start with that. First off, congratulations on your alma mater taking that amazing championship. What <laughs> Thank I'm disappointed. you. I'm disappointed. I'm a Maryland alma mater, so I know. Uh-huh. Uh, I know. I know. I'm going to have to, like, nudge you a little bit. When we get to camp, I'll have to, like, give yeah. you a bogey, bogey in the arm or something. <laughs> then I'll be all right with it. Well, well, truthfully, it was such an awesome game. It was like, you know, you almost just – you hated to see somebody lose that game because of, of how epic it was and, and the back-and-forth nature to it. So uh, just just really, really pumped up for, for my Tar Heels. You know, really, really special weekend with the women taking the, the championship as well. So um, kind of a double double takedown of the Terps. And, uh, yeah, and Chapel Hill, Chapel Hill was, was, uh, was partying last week for sure. That's awesome. Well, no, congratulations. I, I, you know, was kidding around, happy to see you guys win. Either team was definitely, uh, a winner in my, in my point of view, but mm-hmm. I got to root for the home team. So, so back to, uh, Tar Heels here. So you, in 2010, you were named ACC freshman of the year. Is that correct? Correct. And then they switched you over to MIDI. In 2011, which is interesting because I rarely see attackmen enjoy being switched to MIDI. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> uh, well, it, for me, honestly, you know, it, it was definitely a bit of a challenge. Uh, you know, and I had my struggles early on in that season. I remember, you know, just 
there were some some tough games, some tough practices where it, it wasn't necessarily clicking. And then, you know, I kind of found my rhythm, uh, you know, five or six games into the season and, and went on to have a, a pretty decent season. I think I was All-American that year as, yeah. a, as a sophomore midfielder, yeah. So, yeah. Do you think? You don't even remember? Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. so many of them. Like, you're like, I think I was. No well, I was, I, was, I, was a, I was a bit I was a bit surprised that year um, just – just because, again, you know, of the early season struggles. But for me, you know, personally, I look back on that year as, as a really a, a growth year for me as a lacrosse player and a person. Uh, and I really think that playing midfield helped my overall game, uh, you know, as an offensive player. It gave me kind of a different perspective to see the field from a different angle. Uh, you know, you're reading slides a little bit differently and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy playing up top. You know, I, I don't mind mixing in a shift shift or two a game coming out of the box. You know, when I play in summer tournaments or fun tournaments, I like coming out of the box and playing midfield. I, I think you, you get involved in the game from a from a different point of view. So, uh, yeah, the year of the midfielder was, was 2011 for me as a sophomore at Carolina. Yeah, and then apparently in 20, 2012, you go back to attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were named Most Valuable Player All-American again. And then 2013... You were not, you were, uh, let's see, on the All-ACC team, of course, but that's automatic, obviously, All-American again, and you were a finalist for, the, do, tell me if I pronounce this right, by the way, Tawartan Award, is that how you Correct. pronounce it? Correct. Yep, Tawartan. Tawartan, okay. And basically, that is like the Heisman Trophy of college lacrosse, correct? Correct, yes. And uh, the, the f- very famous recent winners would be the Thompson Brothers? Yep. Uh, Casey Powell won that too, didn't he? I, I think they they actually didn't have it when when Casey was in college. So I think the the award started in maybe two thousand. Um, you know, Kyle Harrison, uh, Max Sebald, um, Rob Pinnell. The year that I was nominated for it, Rob Pinnell won. Yeah, you won a bit. That's a pretty st- stiff competition right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then this past year, uh, you know, last week, Dylan Malloy took it home. So I was, I was proud to see him win, and I thought he was he was rightfully deserving. I'm a uh, great season for him at Brown. Yeah, that's some, it's, uh, that's some crazy talent you just talked about there. And, and, and to be a <laughs> finalist among them is pretty awesome. So, you know, let's, let's kind of jump into your – you're a bit unique – uh, as an MLL player, I think everything about Major League Lacrosse is very unique because you guys, m- many of you, most of you, have full-time jobs, um, and you know, in, in order to support your lifestyles, many of you are very well educated because uh, academics is, you know, such a such a high priority in uh, among lacrosse athletes, which which also makes us unique. Um, but as far as your concern, though, you jumped right into lacrosse following your college career after getting drafted to the Ohio machine. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yep. So I majored in communications at, at the university of North Carolina. Um, funny enough, when, when people ask me what I, what I majored in, in, in college, I usually tell them lacrosse, <laughs> but, um, you know, coming, coming out of college, I, like you mentioned, I was drafted by the Ohio machine. And I remember we, we lost in the quarterfinals on a Sunday and my first professional game was, was on a Thursday of that week. So, you know, right away you go from one team to another team. Um, there wasn't much separation there where I wasn't a part of a, a, a team that was, you know, competing on a weekly basis 
for a championship. And after the summer, uh, you know, you, you, the season winds down, and, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, you're kind of look looking yourself in the mirror. And for the first time really since, you know, my freshman year of high school, I wasn't on a team and, and, you know, I didn't have the brotherhood and there wasn't a locker room and, you know, you kind of have to figure out what you're going to do in this world. So, uh, at the, at the advice of, of my dad, very, very fortunate to have him in, in my life. And he's, he's been such an unbelievable father to me and a mentor. He, he urged me to, to continue with lacrosse. And at that time I was, I was living in Chapel Hill and I had established, you know, a, a bit of a name for myself and, I stuck with the sport, you know, able to do training on an individual level as well as group lessons and was able to connect with, with some players in the league and, and work camps for them full-time, um, you know, during the summer. Sorry, that would be more part-time. And I, I've been coaching at, a, at two high schools in the past uh, three years in the state of North Carolina, two years at Durham Academy, and this past spring I was at Cary Academy. So... Uh, like you mentioned, a, a full-time lacrosse uh, entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I've also done some broadcasting at the at the Division One level. I've done about twelve games since I graduated, which is really fun for me and something that I enjoy. And then, obviously, playing during the summer. Um, you know, you, you're not you're not breaking the bank just just being a professional lacrosse player, but you, you know, you can support yourself if you if you work hard and and kind of make ends meet so yeah it's it's i'm a little bit unique uh I, I would say that in the past three or four years i've seen a lot of guys gravitate towards this kind of full-time lacrosse um lifestyle and it's it's been very rewarding for me i've been able to travel and meet people that i i never thought i would would have been able to meet and uh you know i, I owe a lot to the sport and uh, and to the people involved in it that's awesome, Marcus. Uh, you know, it, it, I, you put a big smile on my face. I heard you say hmm. a couple of things. Uh, one was your entrepreneurial spirit, uh, which both Roger and I have, and I'm really excited to get to know you more, uh, even at our camp this summer, and kind of throw around a bunch of ideas for you um, and with you. Uh, the other one is about the influence your dad had on you, and, and after doing a little bit of research, research on you, I saw hmm. that your family is so integrated into the game of lacrosse. Your dad... Yes. Uh, is it works for North Carolina UNC um, you know lacrosse team and your mom is uh, very involved in it as well on the women's side and your sister plays how big of an influence has your family had on you and your success absolutely look I mean lacrosse runs in in the Holman family uh, bloodline for sure both my parents played division one uh, my mom played at Towson in the early 80s I think 80 to 83 uh, she led the team in goals one season. My dad was a, a two-time All-American at Johns Hopkins during the same time period. Wow. Um, he, he yeah, <laughs> so he was a goal. Yeah, he was he was a goalie there. Um, he actually he has a he has a crazy story. He started sophomore, junior, and senior years, and he actually lost in the championship every every year that he started as a goalie. Which is a, it's kind of a it's a, it's something that he talks about. Frequently, you know, it, it's by this point in his life, it doesn't bother him too often. But um, you know, he, if you go back in the stats, he, he was a phenomenal goalie. Uh, I think in the, in the history of great Johns Hopkins goalkeepers, that you know maybe gets overlooked because he never 
never won a national championship. But anyways, kind of digressing there. Um, my brother, who is two years older than me, started his lacrosse career at UMBC and then transferred to, to Carolina to finish his tenure there as a, as a backup goalie. Uh, I played four years at North Carolina, and then my sister just finished her junior year uh, at Carolina where she played lacrosse as well. She was also ACC Freshman of the Year um, a few years back. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned it. I mentioned last weekend being very special for me, you know, with, with North Carolina winning, and you kind of get a sense of why because of, of how involved our family has been in Carolina lacrosse for the, for the past five, six years. So, um, yeah, owe a lot to the, to the family for, for keeping it competitive. Um, and it's, it's, this game definitely means a lot to, to the Holman, Holman family. So it was your sister on that national, so she's going into her junior year or she going into her senior year. Okay. So she's part of that national championship team. Correct. Oh my goodness. Very cool. That's a big, you guys must've had some big partying. (laughs) Yeah, we've, (laughs) we've, uh, we've been celebrating. It's, it's been awesome. So you're joining our camp team. We're very excited about that. The um and you know real quick I I want to just throw out there you were you were ranked among the top fifty MLL lacrosse players this year by Lacrosse Magazine uh, number fifteen you were ranked which is very impressive and that what what I love about that whole statistic is that that's all voted on by your peers it's something that that's a poll of all the players so that's what all of your peers think of you that you're among the top fifteen in the league. Thoughts on that? Definitely a great honor. Um, you know, again, you mentioned it. This isn't kind of an outside voting um, poll. You mentioned it. It's done by your peers, which ultimately, as a, as a competitor uh, and somebody who's who's trying to grow the league and establish lacrosse as, as a premier professional sport, that, that definitely means a lot to me. Uh, if, if you want me to be honest, I wish I was a little bit higher and I'm going to continue to work and (laughs) I love to hear that push, push, push myself to, to be the best I can be. I still think that I have, I have room to improve as a lacrosse player. Um, and it's, it's exciting. So we're, you know, again, I think any, any competitor would tell you they they would like to be number one on the list. Um, But I, but I also realize that the level of talent in, in this league is, I think, the highest that it's ever been. And I'm, I'm playing alongside of and, and against some, some truly, truly great, great lacrosse players. That's great. You know, I think that you, you could always be better no matter where you are uh, in that that level there and whatever, whether you're a high school player or you're just getting started in the game or you're at the level that you're at. And one of my influences in the camps and uh, with our, our business there is helping the participants see the benefit of training outside of just practice. Uh, you know, work, working the wall, uh, working on skills, feet, foot, um, agility, strength, conditioning, power, how big of an influence did that play in your progression through your career? Absolutely. Well, I remember my senior year of high school. Um, you know, I had just finished my senior year at Gilman. We just had won the coveted MIAA A conference championship. I think we were seventeen and one. 
We finished up that year number one in the country. Sorry, I'm just kind of booching myself up right now. <laughs> good, good memories. It's just, it's just facts, man. This is the place to do it. This is the place yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just finished that up. You know, I'm, I'm going into Carolina as a freshman, and I, I just remember my the advice that my dad had given me because um, he was there a, a season before coaching at UNC as the volunteer assistant. His advice for me coming in was, "Hey, listen, you know." you're going to be a little bit behind on your stick skills. You're going to be a little bit behind on your, maybe your, your size, but you know, you can control your conditioning and how hard you push yourself in the weight room and you know, how often you're running uh, during the summer. And I really took that to heart because as, like I mentioned, the competitor in me, you know, I, I didn't want to sit on the bench. Um, I, you know, I, I realized that, there's a lot of talented players at Carolina, and I knew that if, if I wanted my opportunity to, to, to play, that I was going to have to push myself, you know, to the limit physically. And I, I really dedicated that summer to being in shape. Um, I, I, you know, I ended up passing the run test. And this is kind of getting into a little deeper story about how I started wearing the number one. Uh, in high school, I wore 17, and coming into to Carolina, if you pass the run test, you, you get an opportunity to select your number. That was kind of a, an honor that you could get uh, if you, if you pass the first run test that we had. And just graduating from North Carolina was Bart Wagner, an attackman who played. He was from Baltimore. I think he led the team in points for, for three years straight. Uh, and he wore number one. So me coming in, I kind of saw him as, as somebody to look up to and he had just graduated. So I, I, I figured, Hey, I'll, I'll wear number one kind of as a, a little bit of a tribute to him and, and kind of to continue that legacy of, of a, of a high scoring attack threat at UNC. So again, I'm kind of, kind of going all over the place now, but my advice again, to, to any incoming collegiate player, uh, cause we're kind of at that, that time right now, the, the college season just ended and, you know, that, that class of guys that had just graduated high school is going to be entering their freshman year at college. My advice would be, you know, really push yourself um, physically. Get in the weight room. You know, get out on the track um, and, and try to keep your stick in your hand as much as possible. I, I would say don't use this summer as, hey, I'm going to hang out with my buddies at the beach um, and, and enjoy this last summer before college. I would, if if you're serious about playing and you really want to make an impact, I would I would say it starts uh, in the weight room and out running sprints on the turf. That's great advice, and and you're 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 basically speaking to an audience of mostly kids uh, that listen to this podcast, and and it's so great for you to bring that up. And and what 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 the kids are very excited about, obviously they know who you are. They we. It was amazing the, the the day that I was down at the Florida launch game. It was uh, Vipers night, so Vipers is our youth club, K through fifteen, mm-hmm. and it was it was our night. They gave us a big package discount and all that, and um, all of all of my people were out there watching that game. That how cool the ho- the home opener of the Florida launch was against the machine, and you just happen to be one of the pro campers that's going to be running the camps with us, which is I just thought it was like. Divine serendipity, and so they're very excited about you coming. They're also uber excited. Roger's a little starstruck right now. No, he well, just got. He just got. He, if you could see him, he just got blush. Oh whatever, <laughs> whatever. Uh, speaking of starstruck, the, the 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 boys are also very excited 
about the great Kyle Hartzell, who's coming to join us for this camp as well. Yep. And the thing about, you know, one of the things that impresses me about Kyle is that, you know, you watch his highlight reels. He's not a really big guy, but he hits like a beast. And he just seems so intense. Can you elaborate on what it's like to play against Car- Kyle Hartzell? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned playing against him. We actually, when I came into the league, we were teammates for the Ohio Machine my, my first year. And Kyle's a guy that, that has really treated me awesome right from the start. He, he kind of showed me the ropes my, my rookie season about, you know, traveling and, and how stuff works in, in the MLL. Uh, I actually just finished up working a camp with him in New Orleans uh, this past week, this Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Um, and you know, he's, he's a great ambassador to the sport. And, you know, Kyle is a guy that, again, you know, he, he practices what he preaches and he, and he preaches hard work. Um, you know, he, he, Kyle went to Salisbury, he played division three lacrosse. And for him to have the, the phenomenal career that he's had in major league lacrosse just is a testament to him and his, his ability to, to, to work hard and, and really push himself to the limit um, of what he can do with, with his body. Um, you know, again, an awesome honor to play with him on, on Team USA. You know, he's a guy where, again, we talked about working camps. You know, some guys work camps and, and you know, it's, it's long out there. You're working long hours and you're in the sun and you're teaching kids and, and the day kind of winds down and, you know, you're not, you're not really getting a workout in. Well, Kyle's always a guy that, that, that will push you kind of at the end of those days and, and compete compete against you um, on those those kind of individual levels of, of working out. So tremendous competitor, uh, a, good, a good friend of mine, and I'm really excited to, to get down to Florida with him and, and work with him again. That's awesome. I'm sure you're excited about about that, Steve. You're well familiar with Salisbury. Um, I, yeah. I, I got to play against Salisbury when I, I played for Montclair State, and uh, we didn't play them officially. We had a scrimmage with them. And uh, they beat us. I'll never forget this. Twenty-seven to fourteen. <laughs> it was oh. it was quite humbling. Um, huh. Very very good ball at, at Salisbury, but you know how neat to have a Division three guy in the MLL. Is he unique in that, or is there any other D three guys up there? Um, last season I, we played with Jimmy Daly, who who played for the Ohio Machine. He's currently playing for the Atlanta Blaze. Um, he he went to Stevenson. Uh, I remember Connor Martin, Conbro Chill, uh, who went to Chapman University. That was club ball. Uh, but I think there are, yeah, there are a couple guys floating around the league. Callum Robinson, a long stick for Chesapeake, went to Stevenson as well. I think you, you'll find a couple of those uh, those diamonds in the rough from the, the the Division Three level who are maybe overlooked, you know, in the in the recruiting process or just developed later. Um, you know, and, th- and those guys can definitely make an impact at the next level. Yeah, Steve, guys like me that hit puberty at 25. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little too late. By then, I was already in veterinary school. It was too late for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not that I was MLL talent, but I just love yeah. the game, and I, I, I just I love being able to play college lacrosse. Yeah, you know, it's certainly not Tar Heels lacrosse or even Salisbury lacrosse, but it's just so much fun, and I actually have a men's game tonight. I'm excited to get out there with the old dudes. Hey, great time. Awesome. So. Make, sure you're, make sure you're stretching down. Yeah, foam rolling, <laughs> nice. getting those muscles ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, nursing even, a pulled groin, so good advice. Thank you. Uh, even, even for me, you know, I, t- I just turned 25 a month ago. 
uh, and it's funny. I was talking with Steel Stanwick, my teammate. Um, Another great player. Attack, yeah, and an attackman that I've enjoyed playing with for the machine. That you know, he's like, God, like I'm sore. You know, we can't we can't roll out of bed to the to the shoot around kind of like we used to. <laughs> um, you know, even in that that kind of four year window that since I've graduated college, so. But it's it's fun. You enjoy, you know. What, I guess what you lose maybe in in a step um, physically, you make up for with experience and and wisdom and the IQ piece of the game, which is nice. is I would say one of my strengths as a as a lacrosse player. Work harder, not smarter. Or I'm sorry, work yeah, smarter, work not smart. harder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's absolutely. harder, not smarter when you're younger. So so right. so Marcus, I'd like to. I, I can't wait till you know what it's like to wake up the next morning after a lacrosse game at 41 years old like I have to do. I, li- I <laughs> limp to work yeah. every Friday. I literally limp him. to work. <laughs> don't, wish, don't wish that upon him now. Man. Let him enjoy. <laughs> well, well, I see, I, you know, I see, I see Casey Powell and I see John Grant Jr. who is still playing and yeah. they're, they're 38, 39. So, Actually, you know, Casey's a, 40 a, a now, kid, a, yeah, yeah, Casey's 40. A kid can dream, you know, hopefully I'm playing for another, another 10 years or so. We'll see. I don't, I don't doubt that, and that was one of my closing remarks. Is where do you see yourself in five, ten years? That famous question that interviewers ask you when you're going for an interview. Where do you yeah. see yourself in five, ten years from now? Uh, uh, I see myself 35. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, I, I've, I've, I've battled with this, with this question a little bit about, you know, just the, the path that I want to take. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen some of my peers enter enter the Division One lacrosse coaching ranks, and, and they seem to enjoy it. You know, I've kind of got the pros and cons from them um, of what that life is like. So it's something that that I'm considering. You know, dipping my toe into. I really enjoy, you know, coaching young men and and coaching the youth of our sport and trying to inspire them. You know, not just on the field because, truthfully, you know, like. 0.5% of them will go on to, to play college lacrosse, but it's more about just, you know, being a good teammate and, you know, respecting your teammates and, and competing uh, the right way with, with class. And no matter if you win or lose a, a, a scrimmage, you know, you don't hang your head or you don't celebrate, um, you know, in, in the wrong way. So um, you can, you know, you, you get a sense from talking to me that I'm, I'm really passionate about the sport. I, I don't see myself doing something outside of lacrosse. I don't see myself going to Wall Street and, and sitting in an office. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of leaving, leaving the door open a little bit. I'm, I'm really happy where, with, with where I am right now in my life. And, and, and the, you know, the summer kicking into full swing, I'm going to be doing what I love, which is, is playing lacrosse at the highest level and then coaching coaching kids during the week so kind of an open book there i can't give you a, a concrete answer uh but but we'll have to maybe we'll check back in on, on marcus holman in five or five or ten years and see where i am well, we very much hope we're still in touch we uh <laughs> we'd love for you to be a regular part of our camp team very excited to have you and kyle joining you as you well know we've had the mcgill brothers the past couple of years they're phenomenal it's too bad brian tore his acl this year because he was really yeah, contemplating jumping back into the league because he got picked up in the supplemental draft by the Lizards. So mm-hmm. that would have been uh, something really cool to see. We know Ray's retired. He's married now. I don't know. I don't see yeah, him going Ray. back to the MLL. But, it's uh, funny. Ray, Ray was actually my, my roommate for my first game ever. I don't even know oh if he'll God. remember that. That That's Thursday crazy. game that I came in was Ray McGill sitting in the, the hotel room. And 
Yeah. It's funny. We've maintained a good friendship, and, and I've been to Hawaii a couple times with Brian. We also played on, on the Team USA indoor team this past fall. So, again, talk about another great family and uh, people that are, are really invested in the lacrosse community. They're, they're awesome people. And, of course, Steve, they're from the great town of Clark, New Jersey. <laughs> yes, where we're both from. Many, uh, year, many years apart, of course. But, uh, yeah, no, they're great guys. Ray's a, a legend in his own right, was an eight-year veteran. Um, I yep. think what, if, if the MLL establishes a Hall of Fame at some point, I think I think he'll, he he could probably look at himself as a shoe-in with the career he had. He played short yes. stick, long stick, everything. Um, phenomenal player, phenomenal person. So, uh, hey, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. Look forward to having you with us at the camps, four days. Plan to have put out a phenomenal product as well as have a little bit of fun. Steve, any closing mm-hmm. remarks? No, I'm just also super excited to uh, be there with you and grow the sport of lacrosse in the state of Florida and elsewhere. So we appreciate you having uh, having this conversation with us and influence of the lacrosse community. Absolutely, Steve, Roger. Thanks for having me on, man. Can't wait to get down to the Sunshine State and uh, appreciate it. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks a lot, Marcus, everybody. Thank you. Have yourself a great Take day care. and lax on. <laughs> Thank you.